0: Welcome to another episode of The Greatest Pod, where we discuss and debate what makes something great. I'm
1: Ron Swallow. I'm Ed Greer. And today we have a great guest. Uh, You've already heard him in the last couple weeks if you were a Patreon subscriber, which I don't see why you wouldn't be. Go to patreon.com forward slash the greatest pod and get on there and you will have heard uh, this guy's dulcet tones. Uh, He talked about the Batman with me mere like probably 50 minutes after I'd seen it. We did a podcast. He is a pro wrestling commentator, a comedian, an actor and an author. I did. I did write legally distinct superhero erotica professionally for a time. So I guess I am nice. an officer. but anyway, please give it up for uh, your man and mine, Eric Barn. How are you? How am I? That could be a metaphysical question on its own.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how are any of us? Yes, uh,
1: oh, uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't expect such an introspection from Captain Erotica over here. Jeez Louise! Well, I'm
0: not Captain Erotica. <laughs> it was a gig, and I said yes to it. And <laughs> so, if you see any short stories by a uh, by a pseudonym of uh, Snack Napier, that's me. <laughs> so, uh, so, so yeah, we look. We've known Eric Barnes for years and years. We've done shows together. We've done comic book conventions together, and he came up with this uh, idea to talk about super teams, superhero yeah. teams.
1: Love me some team books, gents. And uh, okay, it's, it's- team books. It's very uh, easy for us to ask you like why, but uh, I'd ask you your your first team book you got into, and yeah, was was it because they were a team, or were you lured into liking team books through a book?
0: Okay, the very first team book that that I got was mark, I think it was Mark Wade did kind of a reboot origin of the Justice League. All of them like getting together and all that. And I, that, that was probably the first one I liked just because, uh, you know, I was getting back into Batman and so on. But I was like, well, you know, there, there are some other characters out there. I like this writer. Let me take a, let me take a peek at that. And then that's kind of what's kickstarted my love. I, I always had kind of a, a love for teen books before I got into comics in general, just thanks to the good people of Fox Kids. I really enjoyed that, you know, I enjoyed the X-Men and I, and, but in terms of books themselves, it was that that really kick-started my love and I began to like, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll read some JLA stuff. And that bled into, well, let's read the Avengers since that's, you know, Marvel's JLA. Mm. And then I got into you know, everything begets into something else. It's like, well, oh, Batman's in the JLA, but I hear he leads this team called the Outsiders. So I start reading The Outsiders. And then I read Nightwing leads his own version of the Outsiders. And then with the Avengers, there's like the Dark Avengers and then the Secret Avengers. And <laughs> then the Mighty Avengers and, and all this all this split off stuff. Then you get into like you know, the indie books, uh well, indie at the time. Uh, or indie-ish at the time, like you know, Wildstorm with the Authority and um, mm. Stormwatch, and I'm just I could just name them all, and then you know JSA. And I think the thing that that appeals to me about them is I, I'm I'm a sucker for an ensemble. As much as I do love individual superhero books, there's something nice to be like, okay, I, I get that character. Let's move on to the next one, or just see mm. what. Or see what conflicts and uh, dynamics and different relationships could be within a team. Everybody understands that whether you're at the workplace, whether you're in a a sports team, that that they're going to clash. There's going to be drama. There's going to be story. You know, one of the best stories you can see is weirdos coming together. Oh, yeah. Uh, It could just be like The Office. Keith Giffen's uh, Justice League International his version of the ju- of the Justice League and Justice League Detroit was all kind
1: of tongue-in-cheek workplace comedy stuff. I think the, the whole um, workplace comedy thing is part of it when it's adults, but when it's, like, teenagers, there's all this extra hormonal stuff, you know what I mean? There's all yeah. this extra, like there's all this extra drama because they're just starting their lives and and part of just starting their lives is getting together with like-minded people and making sure you're not outcast or whatever and i'm talking about teen titans x-men yeah. those those kids the runaways all, any mm-hmm. type of young person team there's that added element champions to it. yeah uh, champions even something like cloak and dagger
0: something like buffy Go. the vampire slayer as well by the yeah. way
1: yeah yep yep the, the Scoobies
0: yeah that- Buffy's not a lone person. That's a team. That's mm-hmm. that's that's a that's almost a superhero team in a lot of ways. Almost all of them get powers.
1: Well, the, and on a long enough timeline, and a fucking on a CW slash WB slash whatever show, everybody yeah. becomes super. Like, oh, you were a, a you were a dottering uh, a baby deer like uh, one season ago. You could be Black Canary now. Fuck it. Yeah, let's, exactly. just, let's just do yeah. this.
0: The this Flash is it. the Flash being a big big uh offender in that regard oh you, you mean know, my man vibe, vibe? No, that's what. yeah vibe it's like it's just i'm just i'm just nerdy and i talk too much and then by <laughs> season four he's just <laughs> uh, but that's character but uh, but to your point that's character growth and character evolution and and one of the best ways to do that is have that character bounce off the others in yep. order to kind of learn something about themselves or mm-hmm. get harder i mean you know expert right or, how, yeah. how many, uh, you know, Kitty, Pry- uh, Kitty Pride, Armor, how many of these youngsters were taken under the wing of Wolverine to turn from these meek little teens into a more badass form of themselves over time? So mm-hmm. that's, I, it's, it's that type of thing that makes teen books to me. More interesting, you know, putting different
1: ingredients into the walk and just seeing what comes of it. Well, yeah, let's talk about why the teams generally exist because I think that's the most interesting part. It's like, first of all, the JLA only existed to get them together in some stupid ass playhouse. From what I've seen and what I've read, it doesn't seem like they worked really hard on a central threat that drew them together. It was just like, we're a bunch of super dupers and we're playing house and, and, uh, and certain, um, and obviously, this wasn't the beginning JLA um, adventures, but some of the ones right after the beginning were relegating Wonder Woman to being like on the phones and yeah. shit. Like Wonder Woman was having oh, working. So she the was the executive oh. assistant of you know the Justice League for way for a long
0: time because of the 1950s.
1: You know, so but anyway, uh, yeah. I'm not trying to pick that battle. I'm just saying when I look at something like the Avengers, I just gotta say, old Stan and Jack. Tried to figure out something that would vex all of their heroes. And mm. it turned out to be another one of their heroes. So they got all their whole line fighting one of their heroes, putting each other over like crazy. And then they resolved to be a team at the end. Get the fuck out of here. Nobody's beaten that. That's yeah. amazing. So, like, you know, the Avengers are super fresh in their own way. But then uh, when I was growing up, they weren't the dopest team. People nope, felt no. the X Men so much no. more than them.
0: X-Men and Justice League are literally the only teams I know that I can remember when I was young that I specifically went after to read. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, I mean, i read all those other things, but I remember specifically going, I want to read JLA, and I want to read X-Men. Yeah. More than I re- Like, the Avengers is an afterthought for me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because uh, for the longest time, you know, Ed, you mentioned how it was the heavy hitters when they first... uh Appeared, and that's what it was. And then eventually, you know, by the time, you know, all, all of us old, old dudes, um, when we were in our teens, you know, the lead Avengers was like, Black Knight, the vision sometime. <laughs> all these, with all due respect, kind of no name, C level groups. And then Brian Michael Bendis said, nope, A-listers. And well, uh, you you
1: were disparaging uh, uh, Avengers, dude. I came up when, yep, it was Black Knight, Dr. Druid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, <laughs> dude, Dr. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Druid, dog. Get the fuck out of here. What is
0: even his powers? Is he because he does he cure disease <laughs> with Druidism? What is going on? I think he's with Dr. Dr. Strange, Druid, but not as much.
1: Yeah, it, well, he's, he yeah. was a low-level mystic, and he had a bunch of parlor tricks from, like, mentalism. Like, he could, like, you know, okay. move so slowly, you can't see him depart. Uh, we're, you know, weird shit. He's
0: we're, with a, a supervillain. It's like, I sense someone, M. I I sense an M in their name? Uh, Maria? <laughs> Is it Maria?
1: He's uh, like a, the guy from Psych, but in The Avengers.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Ed, Ed, to your point you were you're absolutely right about the start of the JLA that's why they did like the little reboot that I that I read mm-hmm. as a as a youngster and several others in which are like uh they formed together to fight starro that's their in canon origin and not mm-hmm. not their initial book in which we're like we were just lo- we just hate crime together. Let's help each other,
1: you know? <laughs> Wonder Woman, <laughs> did you make cookies for everyone? Uh, yeah. We're going to be plenty hungry after beating up Starro. Oh, Ro. man.
0: Yeah, yes. It actually was Starro. That's the in canon. Do you guys count Fantastic Four as a team? Or yeah. are they a family drama? Does family count as a team? I see, I see that as interchangeable. Because eventually, okay. you know, the Titans end up kind of being a chosen family dynamic. Same with, like, yeah. the Runaways and various others. So mm-hmm. I, okay. I think okay. it all depends on the how the relationships are handled in the books.
1: Mm-hmm. But, but you raise an interesting point, though, in regards to, like, okay, like, the Fantastic Four, as many times as they've broken up and went di- their different ways, they're family, so they kind of can't. Yeah. In the X-Men or something like that, it's, it's interesting to... Uh, to see the people who decide that like this is their family and they they can't quit them, you know the people who can't quit coming back to the fucking Titans, the people who can't stop being outsiders after these last thirty fucking years. Black Black, Black Lightning's raised two daughters. He's a fucking congressman. He's like, yeah, that man's like, hey buddy, I need you to come to a back alley with me. Put your very tight suit because you gained weight eating presidential crumpets. Come over here and be my right hand presidential crumpets. Team. You know, it's just, it's just so weird that like there's always like, you know, like Batman is a lot of characters in the DC universe is X that they can't yeah. quit and they can't say no to.
0: I mean, are you going to say no to Batman? No.
1: <laughs> uh, maybe once, I not mean, twice.
0: <laughs> come on. <laughs> I mean, if Batman shows up and is like, hey, Ron, I need you to fight crime with me. I'm gonna be like, well, you're you're crazy because if you need me to back you up, you will die. maybe you should have hit me up when i was younger and more influential like you do with your other children
1: (laughs) but like i just i just envisioned you at 23 like doing a sick kickflip and getting shot in your ass you know what i mean i don't don't know what the difference really is like i i got killed faster because i got i got there faster
0: batman is smart enough to know your limitations though so (laughs) that's a (laughs) good point that's a good point. He's like, I, I'm gonna need you to make jokes and distract them. And then yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> I need a body. What? Uh-oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got <laughs> you, Batman.
1: Don't yeah, get Batman's hurt.
0: Not- I just need you to stand around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to throw something at the Joker. I'm trying to. You would about 170. 170, right? It, and then he throws you, and he's like, "That's more like 185, bub." You're, <laughs> yeah, you're, really, you're, you're an ex-skater. You can bounce back.
0: <laughs> you, you've been thrown yeah. before. Yeah, uh, was it gnarly? It's no, at this no, point, no, I'd no. like to remind you all that I never skateboarded. I rollerbladed, and I'll not have you <laughs> say that I kick-flipped. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, oh, I, I, apologize. I apologize. So no, wait, I you do support it. it being gnarly.
1: I support that. <laughs> you did a less popular trick before you got shot i understand like yeah no um, i did a
0: trick you wouldn't know yeah see i did a uh, kind grind
1: <laughs> so I, grind. I was thinking about all the people who can't leave like are there certain teams where you can where they they cease to be that team once you take out like one member like what what are some of those teams because i would love to explore that real quick i think i think the fantastic four honestly is one of those i know that's probably not popular because they have like exchanged like ben Grimm for uh uh, jennifer walters aka the she-hulk uh they've traded uh they've had luke cage on their team they've had spider-man on their team a bunch of different people have cycled in and out you know but without one of them to me, it's not the Fantastic Four, and I don't take it as seriously. Same with a fucking uh, Avengers team that doesn't have Captain America on it, or a Captain America mm. that's like an old man or something. I'm like, stop, stop it. Fuck you. I don't, I don't need that. I don't, I don't need to watch Shit. this. I don't need enough, to see enough,
0: enough of this frivolity. Because, <laughs> I mean, for, especially for Avengers and for JLA, if they don't have their big three showcased in either book, it's mm. yeah, quote-unquote not real. Like if There's no Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. It's not Justice League. Mm. If it's not uh, Thor cap and iron man it's not the avengers which so, is interesting mm. because you know that uh the first superhero team was basically the justice society of america the, that's right the, the, yeah so uh and those one of my favorite books kind of, too it's really good it was made to be a team team book justice league just like you said was kind of not necessarily meant to be a team book per se as much as like, hey, let's see if we can get everybody to pay attention to all these big hitter superheroes. This is a team of interesting, you know, golden age heroes. Yeah. Uh, we, got, we got Flash,
1: we got Green Lantern. My man, our man. I'm going to yeah. take your pill, I'm going to whoop your ass for 59 minutes, 59 seconds, then I got to go. Yep. <laughs> Hot,
0: Hawkman, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Fate, uh, what, Spectre? <laughs> the thing I, I love about uh, jeff johns has run uh, justice society of america and why that i, I really enjoy that team book is because it's multi-generational mm. in the sense of like you have the old yeah you, know, you know the flash is like in his 50s and 60s and uh and the sandman and so on and so forth and they're uh and they're either brand fresh heroes that have taken the mantle of their previous colleagues Mm-hmm. Or they're their own thing and they're just like, well, we got, you know, we got to raise this, you know, got to raise these kids up right. And they're embracing the, the new way of doing things while also lending their experience onto this generation. Like, you know, uh, Mr. Terrific or mm-hmm. Star Spangled Girl, uh, Star Girl, uh, yeah. and, and so many others, Adam Smasher. And it just, it creates a little, uh, Going back to the whole family dynamic, it it kind of is reminiscent of a multi-generation household in which you Mm. have your nuclear family. You have, you know, mom, dad, kids, but you also have grandma and grandpa and Uncle Steve living upstairs. Yeah. Uh, And it was, um, I don't know. I I really enjoyed that dynamic of it. And the closest thing to that, in my recollection on the Marvel side, is X-Men. So let me ask you. What what attracted you to Team Book? In terms of books, in terms of books, it was financial. I could either read a Batman story or I could read a Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, <laughs> <Opperman,
1: laughs>
0: Red Tornado, Hawkman, Hawk Girl, Black Canary story and they're both 20 bucks. So, so I'm getting more superhero, you know, as a kid I'm like I'm getting more superhero for my buck. And the same yeah. with and and the same with X Men too is that like oh man I get to see all these different mutants with all these different powers and all this all this type of stuff to discover so it's very basic but it, as a marketing tool you can't deny the result it worked on me
1: I hope the people who have to draw team books get a fucking bump. As far as, like, their, their pay, you know, yep. because, like, uh, uh, and a bump of cocaine so they can uh, work all night <laughs> trying to <laughs> trying to draw these motherfuckers. Because, like, compositions, like, dude, that's one of the things, and I, I'm just going to go art nerd here for a second. But, like, straight the fuck up. You, people who don't draw have no fucking clue how hard it is to draw a bunch of idealized super people in interesting poses in yep. the proper perspective. Yeah. Framed compositionally well and spaced appropriately for you to put lettering in between to denote to, to what they're saying yeah. and, and caption space and shit. No fucking way. That's hard. That's why you notice how most amateurs, they do, a, they do a fucking book. It's like, Jiminy, the badly drawn thing. Where does he live? The fucking Australian outback. No backgrounds. <laughs> Fuck it. You know what I mean? That, that's how most people do it. Lives in the le- sky. Yeah. When it's up to them, that's what you draw. Oh, you go over to corporate America and you get up in DC at Marvel, it's like, yeah, see, Wolverine's lighting the cigar, Storm is watering some plants with their powers, Jubilee's doing the flip, Gambit's dunking a basketball, uh Silock is coming out of the pool, and fifteen other motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh uh descriptions of shit. And, and then that's you have page to draw one. the normal people nearby too.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. You know,
1: you have to draw the bus boy looking at Psylocke's butt, you know, all that <laughs> shit.
0: Yeah, and it's also it's, that's why, by the way, you should praise and, and at the altar of George Perez because he that guy drew team books better than I think almost anyone enjoyed. And he did so very lovingly. Yeah. Like he, you could tell he gave a like a, all the shit, you know, a little sideboard. I'm glad we're able to kind of give him his flowers as he uh, you know is uh, on his on
1: his way out to whatever's next. It's it's to visually, as far as profile, or, or rather, uh, yeah, profile, or uh, what's that? Silhouette. You you gotta be able to tell each of these characters from each other by just their silhouettes. That's one of the main things when you're trying to build these teams. So once you've done that, you have to go into, like, setting their personalities apart. And I always loved that, like, in the X-Men, there were some pretty simple setups. Like, I don't like this animal man that's hitting on my girlfriend. I don't like this this guy because X, Y, Z. You know, he's repressed. I like this animal man. He comes from the woods. He's He's less... He's he's uh, he's weird, but he's mm. cooler than my boyfriend. They've set up some very simple dominoes and let them tumble for like 40 fucking years. It was, it was pretty. Chris Claremont's run on the X-Men is, is is kind of perfect.
0: And the other thing uh, team books can do is they could take long, stagnant characters and revive them into new life or uh, give them the room to flesh out. Mm. I mean, you know, uh, Wolfman and Perez, going back to that, they're t- the Teen Titans, right? We mm-hmm. never would have gotten Nightwing. Dick Grayson would have always been just this milquetoast, gee golly, sidekick character. Uh, And it allowed Robin slash Dick Grayson slash Nightwing, whatever you want to call it, to grow and to thrive, mm. Uh, along with all the other sidekick characters. Uh, you started to care about them as people and also be able to identify them outside of their connection to whatever legacy character they were following, whether it was green arrow or flash or whomever. Yeah. Uh, So, and, and it also provided sort of a fresh slate for them to be like, okay, well, we don't know how kid flash and Robin interact with one another because they never did before this. So what, what's their dynamic going to be? Uh, and, and, uh, you know, introducing Cyborg and Starfire and all these other new characters in order to kind of flesh things out, and uh, as I described, create simple dynamics, uh, especially in the teen space. You know, hormones raging, exploring of bodies, and etc. Uh, and and which you know have these characters kind of do different. Will they? Won't they? And then mm-hmm. sometimes they will, and sometimes it works out, and sometimes it doesn't. And if it does how does it affect the rest of the team? If it doesn't, how does it affect the rest of the team? Uh, Beast Boy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, dude, or but, Changeling. Beast... Oh, yeah. Yes, Ch- Changeling. Right. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>
0: Beast Boy was an upgrade.
1: Uh, uh, so, but in, in, in Teen Titans specifically, because I definitely know that people are going to want us to talk about Teen Titans at least as much as we talk about X-Men as we start narrowing yeah. down these super cool teams, Um I think a thing about the Teen Titans that was super fresh, as you said that the the it gave Robin a place to mature but I think it uh, one thing I think about with him and uh, Corey's relationship, starfire, I just I honestly out of all the people they've had him, will they won't they with that's the one to me that's the one because to, to me and this is like some weird dumb shit but like to me they're the Batman and Superman of the future like when there's a desolate Whatever. Oh, okay. It's I can gonna that. be yeah. Nightwing and, and 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 Corey, like just as the badasses at the end of time. Cause they're badass, dude. I went to I went to DC offices and I battled Marquia McCarty in this like nerd debate show that was on like DC's YouTube channel or whatever. And so uh she had Wonder Woman and I had Starfire, and we were supposed to battle to see who would like win that fight. Now obviously Wonder Woman canonically power wise plot armor wise adventure yeah. wise is just trouncing cory but i was able to make a great argument about cory's specific set of powers being able to fuck with almost anybody and she she's a real deal powerhouse especially in the comics and in, in the in the different iterations they can't really make her as powerful as she actually is she kind of just burns stuff but yeah. like in the comics she's fucking with wonder woman and all those super and big Barda and all them she's badass for real and i just think her and dick surviving it all I, I always pitch apocalypse comics. I always pitch the future slate <laughs> of, of comic them. I love Batman if he's dead and it's just Cassandra Kane. Oh, yeah. I love I love uh, the Teen Titans if everybody's dead and it's just Dick and Corey flying around and the, the And at the risk of sounding like gross comic book guy, they're the ones that have the best sex life in
0: comic <laughs> books, right? Right? Those yeah, two? For Come sure. <laughs> if both are super sex positive. Yeah. And willing
1: to experiment. I mean, for sure.
0: And they and, genuinely and, care about one another.
1: So. And Dick is very flexible. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's yeah. like all types of shit yeah. can go on.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not afraid to role play. A hundred percent he's not. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. And he's mm-hmm. not, not well, intimidated by a powerful woman
1: either. Well, One thing I wanted to ask real quick uh, as we look at why these teams are dope. A big part of it is picking good villains for them because as a whole team of people um, for it to not be just a clubhouse full of fucking assholes you have to have opposition and you have to have opposition that sharpens your blade or changes you or whatever and i think uh, x-men is probably just x-men has aced a lot of those tests but i really want to look at teen titans uh in regards to like my man deathstroke has survived the test of time i think because of his adventures fighting the teen titans he he in getting beat by them he got put over over and over again. Does that make sense?
0: Oh yeah, no, he was uh well, he graduated, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most uh, most modern fans just think of deathstroke as a batman villain at this point. And, and a smart one too. And it, mm-hmm. and it all started in those in the Teen Titans books. Uh in terms of JLA, it's very much monster of the week it feels like. Uh but there's some dark side. There's some team books like Next Wave uh in which sometimes the biggest enemy and uh uh, is the team itself (laughs) in terms Mm -hmm. of like you know it's yeah it's a big bad and and all that but fuck we gotta we gotta work together otherwise we're just doomed
1: doesn't (laughs) that come into suicide squad comics too like just so like we suck we're a bunch of assholes who suck and now we gotta work together we
0: all agree that we should not be together right (laughs) but we're all we got so here we go uh but to your point ed uh strong villains sometimes the strong villain in terms of uh, x-men yeah we have magneto and the brotherhood of evil mutants and mr sinister and all these all these enemies that end up becoming members of the team or friendly with them at some point (laughs) that's true but their biggest but their biggest enemy is society uh and that's Mm. their That's what unites them all together is like, no, 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 we got to be together because if we're separated, we're fucked. And you can argue that Runaways has a similar concept, but their concept is we're the kids of supervillains. We're all we have. We're the only it's kind of like in a weird way. You know how, you know, young celebrities, right? The or Mm -hmm. former child stars, they all end up even as adults. Becoming friends with one another or at least know one another and help each other out because they are experiencing something that very, very, very few people have also experienced. Mm. So that links them together and that creates a bond that they can't just recreate with other people. Uh, so that's so Runaways explores that concept in that lesson. I also know that my my parents are supervillains, so if you need to vent about something, you got <laughs> that, you know?
1: Dude, I always thought Runaways could have been a really great movie. I yeah. as a series, I was really like, You guys, this doesn't stretch this far, honestly, because yeah, if you stretch it all the way, then you guys are just superheroes and you're superheroes who fight your parents, like I don't think I could write down something lamer than that honestly i don't I don't understand why anybody would want that to be the but if your parents are uber things who've hidden some of your abilities from you even and different stuff like that, and over the course of two hours you learn who you actually are and you reject the yoke of their oppression and you overcome them, and it's over, that's a story for your fucking ass, man, yeah,
0: yeah, one of the arguments with Justice League is like, okay, well. Why do we care about anything when Superman can take care of everybody? But the be- some of the best JLA stories are the ones that tackle that subject. And and you know Superman can't be everywhere. and that's Superman's argument. It's like I can't be everywhere. And on top of that, not my decision isn't always the right one. Oh, soups with the good thoughts and the See? So, <laughs> not, so not so not yeah, being when... egotistical. Well, so, yeah. So... That that's that's a problem I have is that you know Superman is never a bad character. He's just poorly written a lot. That's mm-hmm. you know uh, there are great Superman stories out there. One of my favorite team books is also Great Lakes Avengers. You've heard of Squirrel Girl, right? Yeah, I love Squirrel Girl. Yeah, she, that's pretty much after she debuted in that one Iron Man comic. That's where she went. She was a part of the Great Lakes Avengers, which is an Avengers team that's never acknowledged as an Avengers team. <laughs> there is flat man who is just well flat, flat like he turns 2d and he looks he looks like a red-haired uh, mr fantastic there is <clears throat> i would say a modern day problematic character named big Bertha who is a uh, a model as her alter ego is, turns into a heavy set un- immovable object and and like like the
1: blob you're worth well, because the, 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 the blobs are movable, and he's got like a like I know. Yeah, yeah, gravity yeah. powers. It's not just yes, that he's yes. very heavy. And so like there's a gravitational exactly. yes aspect yes. to it. She
0: has been uh like uh rehabilit. Her character has been rehabilitated. Awesome. Uh, and then there's Mister Immortal, who just dies and can come back to life. <laughs> uh, they sometimes add a new hero, but they either that hero just dies nearly immediately or just quits. Yeah, it's sort of like a teen book parody, and it's really fu- it's really fun and enjoyable. And then you have J. Michael Straczynski's Squadron Supreme, which is like, what if mm. it, it was the boys' seven before the boys existed, uh, which I found to be very interesting and was cut off before its time. But uh, through modern-day eyes, it could be seen as a little
1: bit edgelordy. That sort of um, thing in Marvel wasn't done very much that so j j michael straczynski getting to have his own universe to yeah. play around in that didn't have to worry about continuity or whatever yeah that and that then they brought it
0: into cool. the ultimate universe and it just oh boy. <laughs> well <laughs> look, it's,
1: because it's, but you know what it is it's because they are dc characters done the marvel way and when you yeah. take DC characters done the Marvel way and put them into the actual any version of the Marvel universe, be it 616, 616A, 6118, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work because DC shit doesn't work in the Marvel universe. They're oh, they're yeah. different. And they have different physics. Help,
0: it also didn't help that, you know, JMS's run was a max line, so it was very mature and then it lost its teeth.
1: Yeah, well, of course. They tried to make it,
0: Yeah, you know. How about. Who who are some kind of like not well known teams before we head into the best teams uh, as we close cool. out here? Who who are a couple of, of not super well known teams that you think would be like good to talk about, even if it's like um, you know uh, independent uh, or or image or or you know, that type of thing? Uh, yeah, authority, uh, for instance. I, I was going to I was team. going to bring them up. Yeah, no.
1: Uh, read the authority there uh well actually do do two things read the yeah. authority and read planetary planetary and authority are both treatises on superhero dome one from the top and one from the bottom or the shadow yeah,
0: yeah and okay. but but the one thing about the authority is that it does have you know a little bit of justice league type parallels in terms of their headquarters is in space you know, they have a Batman per se and a Superman per se and they're uh, homosexual lovers. In fact, they're married. And keep in mind, this book came out in the early, like late nineties, early aughts. Yeah. That's amazing. So that's, like yeah. It. So that's a big thing, but, but also they do a great job of not promoting it this way, but it also asks the question, what if there were good fascists in terms mm-hmm. of, in terms of, because they claim they, They're like, we're the authority. If you fuck up, we're going to fuck you up. Why? Because we just have the power to do so. And if you have a problem with that, step up. So it is a form of fascism. Absolutely. In terms of how they rule the world, essentially. They rule the world by being hands off about it, unless, you know, they see some form of injustice, but they consider themselves to be the arbiter of what is and what is not right. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so if you look at it through that particular lens, it becomes Pretty interesting, especially when their version of Doctor Strange is high all the fucking time. Yeah, it's uh, a heroin addict. Yeah, and they also a heroin um,
1: yeah. they they have uh, the the Elite Eight or the Elite or whatever, those guys, yeah. They're that's DC proper parodying yeah. the authority and having Superman beat them. With goodness and light and apple pie and shit, so well, so so that you kind of affirm the proper messages and shit, which is fucking funny because now there's a book called Superman and the Authority that is basically him taking people from the elite, taking junior superheroes like Steel's daughter and shit, and forming them together into a Justice League because his powers are going down. To answer your yeah. question, Aron. he's dying. <laughs> Why? Yeah, he, he's he's dying, and his powers are so fucked up. He has a Superman mobile, bro. He has to ride oh. in a Superman mobile. It's like that old joke. Man, it's so goddamn cold, cold outside. i seen Superman in a cab. It's like that because he's he's dying yeah. and his powers are going whack and he needs to gather up the next Super League for him to he be able He has to the them ready
0: for when he's gone.
1: I know... Yes, Superman and the Authority, I think it's called.
0: Yes, it is. Uh, he's a... Uh, he's a problematic figure, but okay. Warren Ellis is still a good writer. So if you hear... That name and you're like pass, totally understand, totally respect it. Yep. Uh, but, uh, next wave is a very good book that I wish could be an animated miniseries because it's all these C to D list level marble. I don't even want to say heroes. I'm going to just say characters that are Mm -hmm. thrown together by, uh, Dirk Anger, who is a Nick Fury stand in. And they kind of figure out that him and the agents of, I think it's the agents of hate mm-hmm. <laughs> aren't good guys. So <laughs> now they, so, and they're led by Monica Rambo, who we, uh, know, who many casual fans know as another Captain Marvel that was in the movie Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And yep. there's uh, Elsa Bloodstone, there's Boom Boom, uh, there is a character known only as the captain because his original name was captain school swear word. It's an expletive that's been <laughs> deleted. Yeah. So the, and we know it's a swear word because captain American beat him up for swearing at him. Uh, <laughs> <and> it <just laughs>
1: contains a lot of meta jokes. And I, uh, I would just like to apologize to people who want us to talk more about the legion of superheroes. Yeah. we going to have somebody on that really fucking digs it. And do I'm all sorry. that look through I'm just all the history, one of them, but I'm not one of them either. So when we have this motherfucker on that really likes it, I'm gonna have to put a, f- a smile on my face like the goddamn smilex gas. Oh, uh, Monell. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Monell. Woo. He, what, what? He's allergic to rust, you say? Wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> one major team that we didn't mention. Uh, well, I want to mention two others, and then I'll I'll have you shut me up. Uh, one that we probably have omitted mostly because they were seen as a lesser-known team up until their movie was Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Mm. They're huge now. And prior to that movie, no one aired.
1: Mm-hmm. Except me. It's wacky alien space goofs. I remember when Yandu had a bow and arrow and he was chilling out with Vance Astro and shit. So I, I remember the Guardians, uh, at least that version of them. I, yeah. d- I don't go, I don't go so far back with the like blue and yellow Star Lord and shit like that. I don't go right. back quite that far.
0: I'm I'm used to them wearing like a, kind of a uniform. One book that really sucked my tea sucked into me was uh a version of the Outsiders that was led by Nightwing and uh, Arsenal at the time. Yes. Because it had all of the youthfulness of the Teen Titans without being childish mm. at the time, while mm-hmm. also like it was young it was because it was young adults, much like Batman and the Outsiders and all the outsiders teams before them and after them, the purpose of the group was now we're not gonna wait for crime to happen, we're just gonna kill it before it starts. And that was the, and that was their thing. They were essentially non murdery
1: super black ops team. Uh, yeah, they, they were like they were like uh they were like X Force yeah. for their universe and for their level of stuff. I I read those that uh, Tom Rainey drew some and there was like Judd Winnick on the stories. I think for yep. for the majority of it, that was a pretty cool team, and I love to see how people perceive. Anytime I can see Dick Grayson out of the shadow of Batman, which is all the time now. Dick Grayson's his own guy. Everybody loves Nightwing. Yeah. All the ladies love to look at his butts. All but it types wasn't people like, that like to look at, at his the butts. Time, but yeah, yeah, at yeah that. It's like, it's that, that was a stepping stone to this era we're living in now where everybody respects him
0: Oh, yeah, one, before it, we go creme dilly creme, creme, I just want to mention Doom Patrol is amazing. And, uh, as a TV show and as a book, and you Especially should as a book. do all of it.
1: Yes, do all of that. Uh, the, yeah, Invisibles, Danny, yeah shout that. out Danny the Street.
0: <laughs> yeah, Danny the Street. <laughs> oh, the awesome. Best. Shout out to Invisibles as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. That's that's super high concept uh, funsies. uh Justice League Dark has great moments. I mean, when you have John Constantine, Swamp Thing, and Zatanna just teaming up together to, you know, <laughs> fight metaphysical nonsense, it's great.
1: Well, I would really, like I would really love. For, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would really love for more of that metaphysical shit to like get over on me because. I find myself this is my problem. The man that hates I, magic, you want dude, them to try dude, more? I like metaphysical characters. I hate what they fight cuz it's always some pussy nonsense. That that that's my that's my reductive way of looking at it, but that's it. Uh-huh. Cuz to uh-huh. to see something that's really cool and interesting and like hardcore as fuck that I could really like get into fought by those people and Etrigan uh too, that's yeah. my man. Mm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He he busts Love. rhymes. He busts met medieval rhymes. He's very strong. He can fight people like Lobo. Some people kind of like think he's yeah. just sort of a, an advanced version of the Creeper or something. But he's got real hell powers. Oh, he's he almost does. like a ghost rider well, he's a of demon. That world.
0: So you know what I mean? he yeah. would have to have hell powers for God's sake.
1: So I'm just saying like so that I would love to like Justice League Dark. I would love to th- – I, I watched some of the movies and I, and I read some of the books and stuff and I would love to connect with when John Constantine comes in and everybody looks at him because he's the best magician and he says the Sim Sim Salabim and the door creaks open and the tentacles come out. I would love for it to mean any fucking thing to me. You don't know how bad. Right. I want that to mean anything to me. It just doesn't. But I like all of those characters.
0: Speaking of Lobo, he was on the just uh, uh, not too terribly long ago a Justice League team led by Batman. Just that was yeah, that was different. I never uh, well, read that. I want to read that. I'm behind on justice on DC. I got to be well, on. I haven't read a lot of DC lately. Part of the problem is a lot of the writing teams get uh, writers or writing teams or pair ups and whatever get changed so quickly, and there's also the need to make. Everything one universe to the point at which, as soon yeah. as it's like, Oh, okay, we got this team together and they're going to start adventures and they're gone. You know, like if just like after they're after one or two adventures, that they're like, Well, we got to change up the roster again. And I'm like, that, you know, you can't really develop good character dynamics in that short amount of space. So it's, it's not like the Claremont days,
1: you know, Claremont wrote X-Men for how many years yeah uh I you mean, know that's, well we, we can't even approach that but i would like for them to at least like set these um many people have said this uh the the canceled individual we were talking about earlier said this a long time ago just have your your best and your brightest go ham hey, on these characters for as long as they want to work on them and then that's stop what I'm saying and, yeah yeah d- d- don't, don't worry about connecting it to everything don't worry about fucking uh because if you have these characters you like. Go ham, and these, these artists and writers go ham, but they also have to keep putting this this crossover bullshit into it. It takes down the momentum, you, like you said, Eric. It just it just ruins everything. I'd I'd rather read almost anybody good do an out of conti- a continuity Batman story than an in continuity Batman story. Well, that's it why that's why the Scott Snyder run worked so well during the New Fifty
0: Two because he kind of was, you know, a lot of the other continuities didn't have to get so mired up in it um uh, mm-hmm. so yeah i guess that is yeah. the negative of of team books is uh it complicates it complicates continuity uh to the 80 millionth degree because now everybody's got a relationship with somebody and you got to keep track of all of those relationships and what they do uh how they affect their regular uh superheroing duties you know like I mean, if you really want to do it right. To Ed's point, uh, it also requires a lot of commitment. Like the reason Brian Michael Bendis's new Avengers and, you know, the mighty Avengers and secret Avengers that, that were split off and then merged back together was because it was the champion vision of one person. And he just is like, I'm in it for the long haul. These are the characters I'm going to play with. Don't touch them too much. <laughs> and he and he got to just play in that sandbox for what was it six years six years no, that much, was
1: years yeah
0: yeah pretty much throughout most of the of the aughts into near into the 2010s i would say but yeah. yeah and and thus and it and it worked like it was a very popular book and it wasn't just because it had all the major characters in it it's because he, he had all the major characters in it but also stories that invested in those relationships and conflicts, and it just became more grown and established over time yeah absolutely so let's uh let's get into it uh to, who do we think the top i don't know five Do we doing five or are we doing three are we gonna narrow it down to three what do you think ed
1: you know i i think people this is gonna ah shit i wish we were more popular because this would get aggregated i think people <laughs> think that there's a top five superhero teams and I just don't know that that's true. So let's just try because I, mean, I think once you get to the top three, they're like shitting on everybody else on some yep. level. But I do, I do think five is a good number. Uh, ten is way too much. I like, ten, you you could involve a lot of people that are kind of uh, some of the dark horses we want to talk about. Yeah, because like to, for my, if I'm making my motherfucking list, uh, planetary and authority are on it, and they, yeah. and now I got one last space for the fucking X Men, and I'm done. If we talk about team, as far as like the dynamic is dope, the 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 history of the people working on it is dope, and like the 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 relationships got to mature and do certain things that I liked or whatever. If we're going by that criteria, that would be my list.
0: Shit, I'm gonna include the boys on mine. I mean, not, not the it's, bad it's... guys. I mean, the good guys, like Huey yeah, and, and and everybody.
1: Yeah, that counts. Well, I mean, and the thing is, in and the comic book the, people kind of started to. As far as the boys is um, the shit it's doing and what it's trying to say and shit in the comics, uh, uh you know, our boy Derek Robertson drew though. So like in the comics, people have kind of tried to nowadays shit on them a little bit as far as being like immature, or being pure or whatever. But every single strand of DNA that they've plucked out for that show is in those comics. Some fucking where. It's all yeah. interwoven in, in there, so uh, I, I, I want people I, to put some respect on Garth Ennis and uh, Derek Robertson's name.
0: I love Garth Ennis. Derek, uh, uh, Derek Robertson does amazingly beautiful drawings of the ugliest shit imaginable. Yep, yep. Uh, but I am one of the people that during the boys' first run, I had to stop because it not necessarily because of the gross out content, but mostly, in my opinion, it was okay to qu- to quote the Simpsons, like the millennial I am. When do we get to the fireworks factory? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, many many a time, because it's like, hey, tangent, huh, isn't it funny that the X Men right. are all masturbate in the same room? It's like, yeah, I get it. Let's, let's just
1: turn it back to the main narrative, please. Right. Well, that's uh, why it's. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. That's again, if it's a yeah. great. There's no great comics made into great shit. People need to stop that shit, honestly. I'm just saying you're doing right. that. I'm just saying, like, it's the perfect thing to make into a show because a show had to focus it, is all I'm saying. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. And that's, and that's what makes the show good. And you're right. The, the good stuff that's in the show was, you know, plucked from it, uh, at least uh, uh, initially. And, you know, uh, it could be, uh, and the team itself, I, uh, I love the dynamics, so I can't fault Ron for picking them. Yep, it's but great that pick. being the case, they're not. I can't put them in the top five. Who your, who's your? Who's in your? Are, are we talking like? Are we speaking as arbiters for everyone aside from our own personal? Well, see, I, th- right? I, I think. But but I, personal I, I think thing. we I should mean,
1: try to do a somewhat whatever list. Yeah, but uh, or whether somewhat so-called list. We're not going to please
0: anybody either way. Exactly. No, <laughs> so I think we
1: should try. I, I gave my personal ones. I don't uh, have a top five. The top three are the fucking authority, planetary, Uh and last slot is the X-Men, who 98% of people listen to this will put as number one or two. So I'm already Johnny Bench over here.
0: Well, well also, uh, I I would say that, you know, all these incredibly popular ones, X-Men, JLA, Avengers, it's like, oh, of course, because there's so many different rosters that it's nigh invincible. Mm Mm-hmm. You exactly. to know, to, to pick anything that's, else. That's why my mm-hmm. uh, picks are X Men, X Force, X Factor, <laughs> X caliber <laughs> <laughs> uh, Existentialists, Extreme, existentialists. Wait, um, Extreme X Men, Extreme X Men, uh, the Uncanny X Men. Yeah, you know the uh, uh, the the Incredible X Men, um, the Unfathomable X Men. Yeah, and the Spider Verse, X Club. <laughs> uh actually you know, you know a real thing you, you, uh, you know yeah, we didn't Nevada. count
1: you know who we didn't count as teams which like just a, just a real quick moment of silence for all of the teams we didn't count that are actually teams that could probably fuck people up the yeah. motherfucking uh the fucking um uh green lanterns
0: Oh, they're yeah. technically a team.
1: Yeah. and They would fuck some fools up, yeah. and they're very pop. They're they're as popular as as that sort of stuff could uh, be. The Bat
0: yep. Family, Birds of yeah. Prey, Bat
1: Bat Family, and the Birds of Prey. I, I would I would sick them on X Force, and they probably fuck them up. Um, you know, they're they're oh oh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Gotta give yep. a shout out to the CSB Turtles that we talked about Thundercats. earlier. But. Love Thundercats,
0: ho. yeah. <laughs> team, team, <laughs> team and Joe. the Masters of the Universe. Um.
1: G.I. Joe. Uh, but, uh, G. Um, G. Cartoon
0: All-Stars to the Rescue. G.I. Yep. Joe uh, would get
1: straight fucked up by a lot of these teams, though. Like, oh, I want, the, I want the, Thundercats to, the Thundercats with R-rated rules to fight G.I. Joe. I think Done. you'd find uh, a bunch of pieces of uh, Snake oh, yeah. Eyes all over the place we would find uh, super himself. friends we'll find
0: obviously the uh, super darkest friends. darkest uh team of all time um, oh, the, the,
1: the 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 neutered uh, jla does not count in this argument I, I thunderbolts
0: actually the, oh justice like lightning uh i, I love the thunderbolts <laughs> as well yeah oh and
1: Shazam squad made me think mm, you guys yeah. played that thunder shazam lightning yeah. shit yeah. shazam squad that they, a five six shazam some of them are little girls some of them are fat dudes Whatever the fuck, super- they've beat your ass.
0: Oh, these aren't superheroes, but Rat Queens is oh, a very fun that's a uh, great team dynamic book. And if you, you know, want something that, you know, younger readers can read, the Lumberjanes is a super fun teen book. I've never read that. That sounds interesting. Lumberjanes is uh, is essentially a Girl Scout troop that goes on adventures in a mystical forest and stuff, and it's very fun. That's up very my fun, alley. Very I'm
1: wholesome. Uh, it's very I'm fun. Thirty-nine-year-old straight man to read. Oh, de- deadly class! I gotta say, deadly yeah. class. I I think I think uh I now I don't really I watch Umbrella Academy as like how can you do almost X Men and just sort of mismatch it and weird it out? I don't count it as good, but I keep watching the series on Netflix and i did buy one of, or rather i got one of the comics and read it and i didn't yeah. really like it that much so i stopped reading it but well,
0: uh way has fantastic ideas i don't want i yeah he's not for me to read though uh, i love his story ideas
1: though. oh he's got his fucking great story ideas yeah. which is why i think that the series is even watchable at this mm-hmm. point because it, it's it's just extrapolating and doing other shit but i just want to say deadly class like george lucas he, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to say, uh, um, Remender and Wes Craig's Deadly Class aren't technically yeah. a team, but it's a. I read probably the first five volumes and started getting a little wild, but like, if you read the first volume, find it on Comicsology or something like that, check it out. It's just really immersive, good storytelling, man. Uh, don't okay. let the fact that the sci fi show didn't go over take away from the books.
0: I have four letters that I feel ashamed that I did Uh-oh. not include. Oh, oh shit. those letters are B-P-R-D. Oh! Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. That's actually a really good book. It's so good. So good.
1: Yeah, if man. If you're
0: into horror, sci-fi, and that stuff. oh, <laughs> And I'm a big Hellboy guy, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't need Hellboy in it. It does a great job on its own.
1: See, that's nice.
0: It's Hellboy.
1: Yeah. And, and so there's a bunch there's a bunch more that of like of the obscure just like when you look at team books just look beyond the ones that we are forced to put into this populist list at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh there's so many Not more saying out there. I'm that those are
0: bad, but they yeah. already got your money somehow. Which, Exa- which by exactly. the way, by the way, if you guys have some uh you guys listening have some some teams you want to throw out at, at us uh hit us up on on Twitter to destroys at uh dorky swallow and what's yours
1: at eric w barnes and yes please do also follow us the show at nerd goat podcast on twitter uh so yeah uh throw all of the uh oh you missed these ones and you missed those ones out there uh because i know we did uh like we didn't talk about young blood we didn't talk oh, about didn't talk, no the sovereign seven uh chris claremont's King. uh thing that he owns uh, we didn't talk about any milestone teams we didn't like talk about blood the Syndicate.
0: sevens did talk about the the seven soldiers. We didn't. Talk Gen about
1: thirteen. Challenges Gen of the 13. unknown. Yes. So, uh, so there's there's a bunch more. The fucking flying blackhawks or whatever the. Yeah, fly. we
0: don't have so, a five hours to make a podcast. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna let you get away with this. Uh, Ed provided three. Ron, who's your three? I mean, look, I'm gonna. I'm probably just gonna. I'm just gonna go. Uh, look, I like the boys. I'm not gonna. I don't think those are the great. That's the greatest team though. Um. I think the greatest team is, uh, it's got to be X-Men. Sorry. Sorry. There's no apologies necessary. Whatever you want. Um, And uh, eventual, well-written JLA. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, And then Supernatural.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I got you! those are. You. not you no, that think. is yes. your top three. that's your top 3 teams. That Just you see I mean, being honest. It really what is. What like?
0: And and I mean for Gods for Dragon Ball Z. That works. The Z fighters yeah. count. Yeah. I yeah. I take that. I'll get that.
1: All right, Eric, what are your what are your? Did you get yours?
0: Uh, I don't know if I did, but uh off the top of my head and it changes all the time and uh I'm allowed because uh, I'm a person and persons are allowed to change their mind at any point in any time. And I don't have to justify it to any of you listeners. Uh, <laughs> that uh, for today, it is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it is the Nightwing led Outsiders. And I will say, just because it's in my pile and I haven't, uh, and I hope to read it at some point, the Justice League of America. Yeah. oh you know what i might have Uh team titans replace no 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 i'm sticking with it i'm just going to pick those three and just say read the authority read all the stuff that we previously mentioned if it seems to appeal to you
1: yeah Uh, yeah i mean and i think that's kind of the purpose of the list and stuff It's like there's no empirical stuff but yeah the the most popular of these teams are so popular because they were able to sustain sustain these runs. And I think um, what's interesting is if you pick up some of these volumes of these characters or you get them for the library or whatever, which you can do very easily digitally. I got to the digital library recently. Just go on your your library's website. You can sign up for a library card with your, with your fucking mobile phone number, and they'll send you a link to all types of fucking shit. You can browse the library and get digital copies of almost any book on your phone or your ipad are you serious and they get and and they let and they let and they let you borrow 21 fucking things dude i am going full Flowers for Algernon, limitless over here reading all these goddamn books for free
0: support your library seriously support your
1: library it's
0: money no motherfuckers library (laughs)
1: okay (laughs) uh, i'm going thanks for the power (laughs) thanks for the power of your library card (laughs) dude i mean it's very it's a very powerful resource and uh you can read up and do a lot of resources. but um i think uh when you go and look at different runs of all these characters you'll see that the real superheroes are the creators who work on these things because there's a definite difference between uh john bersima and tom palmer avengers book from fucking 1970 and one from 1984 88 Mm-hmm. There, there's, there's different, there's different shit going on, man. There's different shit in the zeitgeist. You know what I mean? When you read Black Panther, Black Panther as a main member of the of the of the Avengers team, there's a different flavor. When when you see the the colot, the kind of skinny Mark Sylvester Colossus era of the X Men, or the Outback uh era of the X Men, or the you know, there's all these different places in each of these books. So it's like, if you do read something that you don't quite like. Maybe move 20 issues in the future. You might like that a little better on some of yeah. these books. Uh, you know, there's people who like Paul Smith that don't like John Romita Jr. Uh, you know, there's that's the beauty of comics. So I just want to give a shout out to the the creators. Really make us be able to go. Well, what's a good run of this and what's a good run of that? Which is why, I mean, both both of the ones that I picked as my top two are just single writer and single artist for the entirety of its major run. And I think that's very important that we just kind of acknowledge a people. That make these characters good. Mark Wade and Grant Morrison be writing their ass off on some JLA yep. stories. And you know Chris what I mean. And Chris Claremont writes some hell of a, a X Men mm-hmm. stories. You know, so it's like giving it up to just just when you're perusing these things, look at who's making them, and uh, that's part of why they are the greatest super team. So I do thank you guys for for coming in, Eric. I want to give you some runway to uh plug the shit you got coming up in the days and weeks uh, hence.
0: Uh yeah. Um the best way to be connected to everything that I do is to follow me on Twitter at Eric W. Barnes. That way you can see what uh articles I write up on cracked or where I'm gonna be performing either stand up or improv. Uh and also follow uh Wrestling Pro Wrestling. It is a wacky uh comedy pro wrestling promotion that I do Commentary for with friend of the show, Rivers Langley at Wrestling PW on social media. And this is where we also like to remind you uh, to rate and review our podcast. Please subscribe on your podcast apps. It brings brings us into your feed automatically and it looks good for us so that eventually you'll all be forced to hear me talk about shoes that save the rainforest or... Uh, underwear that uh, you know uh cushions your sack you know all this could
1: I get a yeah. mattress that comes in yes. a box the size of a mini fridge
0: eventually that is the goal no no <laughs>
1: okay wait, okay uh, Japanese boxes of snacks yes
0: uh- <laughs> 100% 100% <laughs> yeah rate and review us it helps us move up in the in in, in in people's searches and then they can hear all these great conversations that we're having And uh, be our friends just like you are our friends. And you can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash thegreatestpod.
1: Couldn't have said it better myself, Ron. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of
0: The Greatest Pod.